0: This is a summary of the second Sicha Parshish Chelik Yud. At a bris ceremony, the father makes a bracha. He commanded us to bring him into the covenant of Abraham Avinu. That's the blessing that was instituted by the rabbis of the great assembly. And this is the bracha we always give. You should be Machnes. Uh, the the can title But the bris is referred to as And the question immediately arises: first of all, you should call what's what's with this uh, phraseology? Why do we call it the brisish I understand that he was the first one who got a bris. as he's referenced to in the Medrash The first, the first is nothing like the first. He inspires us, He gives us strength, He gives us energy. But in the end of the day, first of all, it's a covenant with God. Declare it as it is. You commanded us to enter into the covenant with God. What could be greater than that? And more importantly, as a matter of fact, even if we get the strength from Avraham Avinu, we don't do the commandment because of Avraham Avinu. Hashem said you, your offspring should get it. That's not why we do it. Everything we do is a much greater power than our forefathers could have ever, ever fathomed. We have a connection from Harsinai, from Moshe Rabbeinu, which has elaborated upon in Chassidus and discussed at length in all of Torah literature, bring, brought the Jewish people to a whole new level where we became the chosen people. And all the commandments that we fulfill, this is already clear from the Gemara, is because Hashem has so commanded at Harsinai, not because of anything which preceded Harsinai. So why are we limiting it to Avroa Mavidu? And the Rebbe says a tremendous Tremendous chiddush and beautiful thing, a thought, idea, and the Rebbe says that in general, what is special about the first person who does something? Typically, what's special is that they open up the path; they make it easier for everyone else. The moment they do something, it gives everyone else the strength to be able to do it. It's it's a spiritual thing. It's a it's a very strong power, and uh, besides the idea of role models and so on, but just the, just the essential idea that someone did it before you. You build upon the path that they have paved and they have created. And uh, and as a matter of fact, that's how the Mendel Hadadaker explains why we talk so much about the self-sacrifice of Avraham and Yitzchak, how the Akedah, how he bound his son, he was ready to kill his son for Hashem. And even though many Jews have sacrificed their own lives and even their children's lives for the sake of Judaism, but what was so unique is that he was the first and he opened the path and the first is the hardest. And once he opened it up, it makes it possible for everyone else. So that's in general. The bris Mila that Rebbe says, is actually the exception to the rule. It's actually the only scenario where the help of Avram Avinu simply does not help you. Why not? Rebbe says because it's the only mitzvah which is about a physical um, change and in, in the body. It's not about any thought process. It's not about kavanah. It's not about anything. It's about hacking up. It's about doing something with your body and making this mark in your in your very flesh. And that captures the essence of what a bris is. That is the definition of a bris, which is why, for example, it's the only mitzvah that a little baby could do, without any knowledge, any awareness, there's no chinuch, there's no nothing. An eight-day-old child, and in fact, it's brought down in the Code of Jewish Law, that that's when the godly soul enters the body. What does it mean the godly soul enters the body? And what it means is that the godly soul, now becomes visible to the rest of the world, and Hashem's reality in this body, now becomes a, becomes a, uh, becomes a reality. Till this point it was, and now it is. It's very little to do, with the, kabona, with the intention and so on. It's a, it, It's not that we're putting, fill in on our arms and our head. Like we're giving stuck with our hand. We're physically changing our flesh and changing it for for that connection with the Abishter. Why is that so profound? Why is that so deep? What's so deep about it is because it really represents... The purpose of all of creation, that a Jew is here to change the world, the physical world, as it exists in its physicality and in its coarseness and its lowness, exactly as it is. it is. It doesn't. We don't need to go to some spiritual world. The world is transformed by, is governed by God, by Hashem, by the rule of the, of the Torah, and that physically changes the reality of all of the, every phys, the physical reality of this world. Which is also why the Hashem decided to make the covenant in, the, in that particular organ within the within the body. In other words, there's no you have to go to what's considered in the world to be the lowest spot in a human being in their in their lives and in their bodies, and specifically over there, Hashem says, "I want to make a covenant, the holiest covenant in the world, with the Jewish people, right in that particular." Location and and as it exists, which is why, according to many many you're not even allowed to do anesthesia and so on. It's complicated. Speak to a rabbi uh, for practical, uh, you know, if when a person is an adult, whether they should get it or not. But it's a very big question because there's an idea that the pain itself is part of the mitzvah because you you the natural you want the 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 Hashem is making the covenant with the with the person but. as he exists in his lowly mortal state, as it exists in its normal function and in its normal way, with all of its characteristics, Hashem wants to make that connection with the Yid. Um, with the yid. And for that reason, we don't really carry the strength where it's as if we're the first one doing it. Because only when it comes to spiritual feeling and, 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 and thoughts, emotions, speech, you know, even actions perhaps, many actions which aren't actually changing something, could one argue that you're living off the energy of the previous person. However, when you're coming down to an actual physical slice in, in the flesh, in a person's body, you are literally the first one doing it, especially when you're dealing with a child who has no power, you know, there's no thought whatsoever. You're just literally taking his body and giving it to God, giving it to Hashem. But even by an adult who gets it, like by a ger, or, or, and who we'll gets it when they're adult, the, the primary mitzvah is the physical, is the flesh. And in the flesh, there's no continuation of any flesh that came before you. Your flesh is your flesh. Your body is your body. The pain that you feel is real. It, it's not going to make any difference the fact that, anyone, that someone else felt that pain before you did. That, this is some, an experience that you are experiencing right here and right now. I'll throw in my own... Uh, parenthetically, Sarachin, a uh, question. I'm sure people could figure it out. An answer to this, but Masidus nefesh. When you give up your life, it also seems to be very personal. And why is it relevant that someone did it before you, like Avram Avinu did it before, uh, before us? But moving that aside, the Rebbe says that this whole. Back to the Sicha, the Rebbe says that it's, the focus is completely on the on the physical, on the flesh. And therefore, that is what we mean, the Rebbe says, when we make the bracha to the bris of Avraham Avinu. We are declaring something very special. We're saying that this child or this person is Avraham Avinu. He is a pioneer. He is the very first. And, and, and he has to own his Judaism as if he's the very first Jew. And that is what we're doing here with the bris. That we're not living on anyone, any previous person's accomplishments. This child is Avraham Avinu, which is a tremendous point and, and a powerful idea that the Rebbe teaches us. And a uh, uh, um that the Rebbe learns from the um, from all of this discussion is that uh, is that we make a dwelling place in the lowest place, in the lowest place, and we see from the laws of Bris that even if it's connected with pain and so on, that can't be one of the deciding factors when you're trying to figure out, is this my mission on earth? It can't be a factor, oh, it's too painful. You know, it's, it, 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 there's pain involved. Because we see that sometimes, on the contrary, the way you're going to fulfill your mission is you have to go down to the place of pain. It, and even if it's... So, so and even so, even if a person's experiencing pain in their shlichus, there could be other reasons that could determine that this is not your shlichus, what you're not supposed to be doing. But pain cannot be one of those factors... Because we see from bris that, on the contrary, that's part of the lowliness. And when you fulfill your mission, it ends up being the greatest joy. Which is why by the Jewish people, the bris is actually a tremendous celebration and we rejoice. And the person who got the bris ends up being very happy in the end. Even though at the moment it's painful, but in the end it's well worth it. So, so too, as long as a person knows let's say from an objective person or from the Mishaleach, he knows that this is what he's supposed to be doing and then this is his shlichus, eventually, of course, it will end up being with tremendous joy and satisfaction.